You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome to another week here on the Ken Miller Show. It's 1700 KBGG along with Trent Condon. We will uh, talk the world of sports and localize it as best as we can for the next couple of hours. Lots to get to. Lots to recap from the weekend. The Big Ten tournament that everybody was dreading. uh, NYC and MSG turned out to be a pretty good event by all accounts. Uh, We'll uh, get into that a little bit. We'll preview Iowa State as they hit the road. Off they go to Hilton South this week to take on Texas. Guest list today uh, in the first hour, Dylan Montz. Actually going to talk to Dylan about a couple of things. A good uh, job by the Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com, sending Dylan on the road to Chicago last week, Friday night for the uh, Ames reunion, uh, uh, NBA-wise, anyways, with, uh, with both... Uh, McDermott in town, of course, Barnes in town, and Hoiberg on the uh, on the other bench, uh, and a good job, it really was. I mean, look at it's 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 remarkable that uh, that we have three guys NBA ties uh, that come from Ames and are currently all employed in the league. Uh, so Dylan was there. We will recap that and obviously take a look ahead uh, to uh, Wednesday night's tip off in the Big Twelve tournament. Scott Dockman's here at twelve forty. He spent the weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, watching the combine, listening to the interviews, or at least watching all that he could, as they make it a little diff- more difficult in the media than one would assume. I don't think it's uh, come one, come all, just gets to go in and watch uh, all the proceedings. But we'll find out what Doc saw. I certainly had an opportunity to talk to uh, most of the uh, Hawks, if not all of the Hawks that are participating. I'm not sure if he saw Lazard or not. We will ask him about that. And then in the uh, 1 o'clock hour, Rob Doster, NBC Sports uh, he's part of the Mike Florio empire, I guess, the kind of, well, it's now the NBC Sports empire. Mike sold his site, but the spinoffs to that college basketball talk being one of them. I know Travis Hines uh, from the Ames Tribune also moonlights. Uh, he pirates, or not pirates, he also writes there. Uh, he's a stringer, I guess. Uh, but uh, Rob Doster's their national guy, and he'll join us at about one twenty to recap what we've seen so far in the month of March, and to look ahead uh, certainly to this week, Championship Week, that, that to me really gets underway, Trent, and, and good to see you. Thanks for yeah. holding the fort last week. I know you're awful busy uh, <laughs> at the well, and you've got one more week, and you'll be there again uh, this week. We'll get into that before we get out of here, just to give people an idea what they can expect to hear color, high school basketball-wise uh, coming up. But uh, look, the month of March, always to me, and I, I love this game. It, 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 it To me, I don't know if the curtain goes up, um, and when I'm talking about the Power Five schools, North Carolina Duke on the final Saturday mm-hmm. of the regular season, whether it's in Chapel Hill or whether it's in Durham, I, I love that game. I just absolutely love that game. And Duke had a nice win. Uh, but that to me just, um, you know, exemplifies that get tied on, folks, because here we go. And here we go. And uh, this week, you know, a lot of people will say this week is better than the NCAA tournament. A lot of my friends feel that way. They go to Vegas this week yes. as opposed to the first week in, uh, of the tournament. Not as busy, not as crazy, nope, so that nope, makes sense. And you got more games to fire at mm-hmm. because everybody, for yep. the most part, is playing right now outside of the, what, five conferences that are well, now in the, the Big books. Ten. <laughs> the Big Ten, the Missouri Valley, and uh, what, Ohio Valley? A couple others. A yeah. couple others that are done, but we'll get a couple more champs tonight. I do tonight, love this week. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun. 
these conferences that you never watch, these mm-hmm. guys that you have no idea who they are, mm-hmm. but played. And, and the kid from, was it Radford yesterday, With hit the, the three the to, to put him in. Uh, watching Florida Gulf Coast go down as an Iowa connection, in fact, to that Lipscomb team. There is. Andrew Fleming, former Hawkeye. I remember the name. He's not very good for them. Just like he's not very good <laughs> right. for Iowa. Right. But, uh, yeah, he's on that team. So he took his no talents. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think he's shooting like 28% from the floor this year. Yeah. Same from three. Yeah. That was that shooter that I was supposed to have. Right. Can't do it at Lipscomb. But I love those games. And tonight's the Metro. Mm-hmm. Appointment television. Semifinals of the WAC. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, WCC. Oh, WCC. Yes. Big part, right? Yeah. West Coast Conference. West Coast Conference. St. Mary's, Gonzaga then on Tuesday. And we'll see it again, will we not? In all likelihood, they'll both be heavy favorites. And tomorrow, does the ACC start tomorrow? Is that right? Because they They like the Big Ten. They champion on on Saturday. Saturday, So, yes, it would start tomorrow. So, tomorrow we'll get those... 10-15 10-15 matchups. Get some of those and, games out yeah. of the way. And, uh, right. And get to the real bracket. And get to the real, and bracket. To the real bracket. And we could see Duke, North Carolina again down the road. Yeah. I think it would be a semifinal matchup. I took a look at the bracket yesterday, and I think if memory serves, that's when we could see those two schools play again. On the same side. So On the be same the side. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. And, uh, well, it's down to Iowa State now, right? That's all we've got left, Trent. Wasn't a great tournament overall. You were, you were uh, in Vegas for a while. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, yep. You took a shot at I your Cornhuskers? I Nebraska. Yeah, it didn't last long. No, no. That was... <laughs> didn't get much of a thrill at no. all. No. No run for my money. No. Risky, you know what? It's just like, you know, you bet a horse. You want him to at least be in the thick of thing for a while instead of breaking last and running around in the same way. And that's kind of how I felt with Nebraska. I mean, they really never were in it. So now the question is, after the Big Ten tournament, Michigan... Is this something that can catapult this well, team look at further? If you beat Michigan State and Purdue in back-to-back days, that should get your attention. Should. It's got it's got mine. What are they going to be? Four, three or a four. Three or four? Yeah. Okay. All right. Probably three or four, yeah. Because th- this is something that I posed to you really throughout this year. And we, we did a lot with the Big 12. Because until Kansas figured out they were Kansas— I didn't feel like there was a team I felt confident even when four streakings mm-hmm. to get to the final I, four. Yep. I remember you having that conversation. I, I can buy that with Michigan, but I think that's it. I still I can't see that team winning the whole thing. And the list of who can win a national it's title. It's not very long, Trent. I don't think so either. As open as this year is, six straight. Unless a bracket opens up, unless oh, your final four game you get Magic a George Mason like. Unless you, a bracket opens up. We you get something that like that. Year. Yep. If that does happen, I think our conversation shifts. But as as it's currently constructed, for me, I still have a tough time imagining West Virginia, even when in four straight games. They're good. Mm-hmm. And playing against that style and a quick turnaround on the round of 32 game mm-hmm. or an Elite Eight game, that's tough to do. But even getting to that point, I have concerns just because that offense can be so bad. Texas Tech, same kind of thing. And with the injuries that they've dealt with, can they win four straight? But something crazy could happen. And, and we could have... A team out of nowhere, George Mason, VCU, and oh, look, that's who you're playing in the Final Four. Now you're just a game away after that, winning the whole thing. I think the list is seven, eight deep. Probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Kansas. Yeah. Michigan State. Will you put Purdue in? I wouldn't. But maybe you put six. Michigan State as the second I put Big Michigan Ten State. Team? I can see them mm-hmm. winning the six. West Virginia, one of your eight? No. Okay. Kansas is the only one in the Big 12. Michigan mm-hmm. State's the only one in the Big 10. Arizona? 
Yeah. Okay. Still, still on Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, not Xavier. Yeah. Not sixth rate. ACC though, Virginia. Well, Virginia for sure. Duke, North Carolina. I could see Carolina. Yeah. For a Final Four, I could see NC State or Vatech. Those teams again, right bracket, right breaks. Mm. I could see those kind of teams. It just, it's two different conversations, Mm -hmm. And, and that's Cincinnati. No, Limit, like, too limited offense. Yeah, are, I, they are. Wichita, I could. Okay, so that I, would be I the could one buy for you. Wichita. Mm-hmm. So Miami, we had about back to the ACC final four. Yeah, six. No, no, I don't think so either. Uh, they're kind of in that same group as mm-hmm. NC State, Vatek, Gonzaga. They, mm, there's a good one. That that's a good one under the radar for their standards. Took the loss in the regular season when they got throttled, beat at home by St. Mary's and came back and, and whacked them and throttled them. Yep. But and we'll see that. What'd you say tomorrow night? Yeah, you know. I that's that's one I'd have to ponder a little bit more. I haven't watched the Zags as much as I normally do either. I don't know what it. Maybe they haven't been on those late night ESPNU games that seemingly they always are on a Monday or Tuesday. I haven't seen them as much of this this season, but a rebuild project and they're right there. But we're kind of in that range, right? Eight to ten teams? I think that's probably the limit. Huh? Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Well, help me out, because I didn't see anything on Friday um, as far as the Valley is concerned. Yeah. Was it a – I mean, it sounds as though the Panthers played very well until late in the game, yep. right? Yeah. And Drake had a shot? They did. Drake, uh, that was going on during the drive time show, so I was in and out of that one a little bit more. But – they got down beginning the second half. Bradley went on like a, a 14-2 run or something. All right, well, that was nice. And they battle back. Mm-hmm. They get the lead, and they have a shot. And, yeah, it was down to the wire. It was a coin flip game. Mm-hmm. That, that's where they were. And it was a putback to win it, right? Put back to win it for Bradley. And did Drake get any kind of shot? Didn't see if they got a shot off. Again, I had it flipped off and as the final plays were weighing down. Yeah, so. Because Bradley scored with like under two seconds. Yes, I want to yeah. say, right? So I don't know if they got a shot up at the rim or if it was taken away or what at the now, end. Now, will they play postseason if they're invited? And is there any scuttle? Look, the only scuttlebutt I'm here, I hate to say this, mm-hmm. uh, Colorado State job. I, I keep hearing buzz about that. I really Continues do. Continues. I've heard that twice. Nico's connection yes, there. Yes. A guy that rebuilt program. Mm-hmm. Done so a good two job. Two different of people that are nowhere connected to mm-hmm. each other. Both have said to watch that. Watch that. Yeah. But, I'm and, saying it's a done deal. Just watch that. And I understand why they're saying it, the connections, etc. There's another young assistant that's also on that list. I'm not sure. Colorado, and I can't remember what it is. But for Colorado State, Nico, I mean, he is a grinded out, but a, he seems like a good guy. Now, we don't know him personally, right. but he just seems like a It'd be a completely different face. Right. And that's why you can see it, I think. I, I, I think so, too. Look, when, when Phelps came in here, he didn't understand that you have to work a little harder to, um, to keep your foothold, quite frankly, in, 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 the, in the sports genre in this, mm-hmm. in this, in this market. Uh, Medved did. Medved got yeah. that. And, and they were very uh, forthcoming. Uh, they were very accommodating. Look, it's, 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 it's just easier when you're media friendly, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it truly is. Yeah. You know, reach out and because look, we're we're looking to fill segments. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Have not our work done for us, but make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Sure, you want to guess? Every here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's Reed Timmer. What a great story. And he was. It was a phenomenal. Great was, interview. Was I love Absolutely. talking with him. 
Um, but they didn't get that during the Phelps era. They just thought, you know, just roll out the balls on the floor and business as usual. Well, you're in, you're in a city of 700,000 people. Filling up a 7,000-seat building should be easy. We know it's not. No, absolutely Drake, it, not. It is down in the consciousness of sports fans in this market. It just is. It, 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 there's just no getting around that. So will there be potentially postseason for them in one of the tournaments that starts with C? I, I would think so, right? If if you're Drake when you want to, create a little bit of buzz. They've done it in the past. That, Senior-laden lineup, and yeah. I don't think that there's injuries that would preclude them from right. saying, you know what, they were just too banged up. Yeah. So you think, absolutely, you do that. How about you and I? Another couple of seniors out there? Yeah. Would you go that route? Well, I'll ask you that question. You're more connected to them than I am. I would. Mm-hmm. I would. And watching uh, the interviews, uh, Scott Reister was down there for KCCI uh-huh. and watched a couple of the things that he had, did a really nice job. And three of the interviews, it, both Carlson and Cook, I mean, you could see the redness in their eyes. Sure. They, Finality setting in, right? Right. And you had Loyola on the ropes, yeah. be the first ever right. team to knock off and a one seed in the quarterfinals. Just crushed yesterday. I mean, that yeah. game, I, I couldn't watch. It was boring. I said on Friday, that will be the toughest game Loyola has the rest of the way, and that played was out. The, was the UNI yeah. game? Yeah. And, and that, you know, Mitch Holt just tweeted that before the game tip. Yeah, really? Too. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he must have been down there. Maybe he did. He did, he did, he did the Loyola UNI did game. He? And, uh, in fact, he did the UNI game the night before. Okay. And Mitch and our friend Kevin Lehman, they were oh, nice. they did it together, both those games. So, uh, yeah, it's they were there. This season did not go the way I think anybody anticipated. At the very least, you figure you and I would continue their run, mm-hmm. being in the top half of the league. And though they were close and they kind of they pulled themselves up at the end of the season, there was a lot bigger lull than they've had in the past. And now Cook's gone, Carlson's gone. I think you'd want to go to that well one more time. They have their own injuries. You know, Hunter Rhodes was the point guard at the end of the year uh, with the injury to McLeod. But I I think you go one more time, give these guys another mm-hmm. opportunity, maybe another chance to play at home and make a run and have a little bit of fun because these last two years haven't been very good for Ben Jacobson's group. No, they really haven't. For what he had built and what you would expect hasn't been Panther basketball lately. It was, it was disappointing this year. All right, speaking of Cook gone, let's say K-O-C-H gone. And K and C O O K gone for the ah, one o'clock hour. Yes, because uh, I want to I want to pick your brain a little bit on that. I saw a lot of it, obviously, and the question was asked in the locker room following the game, and I guess that rankled some some diehards. That come on, you better than that. Well, when are you going to ask that question? Right, you don't have an opportunity. You don't have media availability. Now or never. Yes, right. Um, so I, I want to pick your brain a little okay. bit on that because I've got I've got to take. So we'll All do right. that at one o'clock. Dylan Montz, he's uh, he's going to join us next. We'll talk about the Ames uh, High reunion. They all three went there, played there, and then we'll hear from Scott Dockerman. He was in Indianapolis uh, at the combine. I guess Josie Jewell apparently didn't do himself any favors with his 40 time. We'll ask uh, Doc about that, what he heard from uh, some of the buzz from there. And then Rob Doster coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Trent and I are here until 2. We're here Monday through Friday, noon to 2, talking sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700. 
KBGG. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Sandy from Collectomania. Lots of great items to choose from. Furniture, glassware, collectibles, tools, toys and games, music, NASCAR and metal signs, new blankets and caps, touch lamps, 3200 Delaware, open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to 7, closed Mondays. Collectomania, the name says it all. For all the big plays that remind you why you love sports, Buffalo Wild Wings created B-dubs Watch and Win. So when you watch them here, you win stuff here. Like a guy scoring 50? Yep. Like getting a triple-double? Oh, yeah. Or airballing the game-winning shot. What? No. Now, with the new B-Dubs Watch and Win, you can win real stuff in real time when you watch sports at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Rewards, events, and triggers vary. Terms and conditions apply. See participating location for details. If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right. They will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Texas Roadhouse will be hosting their annual luncheon benefiting Special Olympics Iowa on Thursday, April the 5th at participating locations throughout the state. Come anytime between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to join Special Olympics for a free lunch served by local law enforcement. The organization and officers just ask that you make a donation to Special Olympics when you stop in. Lunch includes pulled pork, a side roll, and a choice of tea, pop, or water. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of the Special Olympics. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of Special Olympics Iowa. All donations Made during the luncheon will go to support athletes with intellectual disabilities in Iowa. Participating locations include Ames, Urbandale, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Coralville, Davenport, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, and Dubuque. Bring the entire family for a tasty meal and great atmosphere, all in support of Special Olympics Iowa. I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. Flag Guy here. Nothing wrong with a flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com. 
Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, uh, soccer, hockey game uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbantale. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I until 2. Rob Doster, college basketball coming up at about 120. Look forward to having Rob on as we will uh, go inside, uh, well, all the P5s and uh, we'll bounce around college hoops. Right now, uh, well, I should also say Scott Dockerman coming up at 1240. He spent uh, the weekend at the Combine. We'll pick his brain on that and uh, I'll recap Iowa's basketball season as we know it's come to an end. Iowa State still has a game. They'll be in uh, uh, Hilton South on Wednesday night taking on Texas. Texas, one of the teams that actually swept the Cyclones uh, this year. But I want to start with Dylan. As we said to open the show, hats off to the Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com, uh, for sending Dylan over to the Windy City. It was a uh, an Ames Iowa reunion NBA style with McDermott, Barnes, and Hoiberg all on the same floor. And Dylan joins us, and let's start right there. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't know if it was your editor. I don't know if it, whose idea what it, uh, who it was to uh, to send you over there and to uh, to write that story, uh, but hats off for doing it. Uh, nice job, Dylan. You did good work. How did it come about? Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And really, uh, it was just kind of a, an idea that Travis I and my my sports editor and I kind of bounced around a little bit, and then um, we had talked about it with with our editorial staff, and uh, really thankful that they allowed me to go over there because I thought there was some interesting things from from uh, the perspective of having all those guys on the same floor, and that had happened before. Um, the, you know, Doug McDermott had played for Fred Hoiberg in Chicago, and Harrison Barnes had been with Golden State, so there had been some reunions in the past, but this is the first time. Uh, that Doug and Harrison had been back uh, on the same team since high school. So it was really kind of interesting to get that perspective. And, and since McDermott has kind of bounced around from team to team in the last year or so, it was really interesting to just kind of encapsulate and, and kind of look back at what the last year has been like and kind of the reunion that they've, they've had recently. Tough times, certainly, uh, for the Mavericks this year. Having a chance to talk with Harrison a little bit, Dylan, Oh, his thoughts on now what second year I guess uh, with Dallas and making the move, leaving Golden State and uh, that championship squad and going to Dallas is. Did he talk at all about that? Uh, a little bit. He's talked about the influence uh, certainly that Golden State has had on his career and what he was able to learn from that. He also talked a little bit about Dirk Nowitzki and kind of what he's been able to learn from a twenty-year vet like that, and, mm-hmm. and how you can kind of 
become the face of the team or become a leader of the team. And, and Barnes played really well uh, against Chicago the other night. I think he had a, a game-high 26 points, uh, was really kind of able to do a lot of things from inside and out and, and really looked good. And um, obviously they, they've uh, fallen on tough times on the court and they're kind of down there with the Bulls a little bit trying to battle for lottery spots. And, and so it's, it's kind of interesting to kind of see how he's handled all that. But, uh, you know, he, he goes out and plays really hard, and, and obviously uh, people saw that around here when he was in high school, but uh, he's, a, he's obviously a, a really good player. Uh, what? How did you find Fred Hoiberg? The typical Hoiberg. Uh, I know that um, you know listening to him, not this year, but the last couple of years, certainly seemed to take their toll on him. Uh, he, he comes across, at least from where we sit. Um, now look again, admittedly, not the biggest NBA guy in the state by any means, but but he seems a lot more you know comfortable with what he's doing this year. I don't know if the if the um, the seat's not quite as hot because they knew it was going to be a long year, and and because of that. The pressure was uh, alleviated in some respects, but uh, when you had an opportunity to talk to Hoiberg, um, how did you find him? Yeah, from the little time I got to spend with him in Chicago at, at a couple couple different points throughout the day, uh, you could really tell. Uh, I don't know if that relaxed is necessarily the right word, but there was a little bit more of a calmness or a comfortability than maybe what you've seen in the last couple of years. He, he said he's really enjoying coaching this young group and. Uh, I think um, it's it's not necessarily that the expectations were lowered, but I think it's more of a kind of um, move on from some of the personality issues that has kind of cropped up in the last couple of years with, um, I don't know, you go back to Derek Rose's injury, Joe Noah, he and him, but it has a couple times, um, Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade, obviously last year there were some uh, locker room issues with uh, them not really connecting with the young guys as well as people had hoped. But now that it's a locker room full of young guys, um, and really solid uh, veterans just to kind of steady the ship a little bit. Uh, I think he can he can really focus on uh, the player development a little bit more. That was kind of the goal coming into this year. You can really kind of just get down to the nitty-gritty of coaching, and that's what he likes. He likes basketball. He likes to talk basketball, coach basketball. Uh, and he can do that with his younger group. And so I think he's really become a lot more comfortable and, um, and, and really kind of taken everything uh, as it comes. And, and like I said, just, just enjoying being around these young guys and some really promising young players. Uh, Doug McDermott's a restricted free agent after this season. A- any idea, did you get the sense that he would like to stay with Dallas, that he would you know, like to, like to stay with his former uh, high school teammate uh, in, in Harrison Barnes? He's not going anywhere. McDermott's certainly been a, a vagabond, if you will. All the teams that he's played for uh, in his, what now, four-year career, four, five-year career. Um, what Do you get the sense that he'd like to stay in Dallas and maybe you know plant some roots if there is such a thing in professional sports? Yeah, I, I, he's mentioned it a couple times to me that uh, he's really enjoyed uh, his weeks in Dallas so far, and he really feels comfortable within the system. And uh, I think he's he's kind of he's putting up some better numbers just in the short time um, that he's been in Dallas than he has um, obviously in a short stint in New York and in Oklahoma City. But Chicago is obviously an up and down time for him, and um, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but I kind of thought later he'd actually be a really good fit with the Bulls right now uh, with the shooting they want to try to do, and you can kind of give him a little bit bigger role, but. Um, that's kind of how the business works. Guys move on and, and things change. But I think he really does want to stay in Dallas. Obviously, having Harrison Barnes there is kind of a, a little bit of a solid footing for him and mm-hmm. some familiarity there. But uh, I think it's 
just from a system standpoint and, and what they want to try to do offensively. Um, I, I think he, he would probably be, be a fit there, and, and, and certainly it's a, it's a team and an organization city that I think he, he likes so far and wants to continue to be a part of uh, this summer and beyond. Well, let's like, uh, take a look at what's currently happening over on your uh, your beat, you and Travis Hines on Iowa State basketball. Kansas City up next, Texas on tap in the opening round. You know, you get the feeling the squad, as bad as it's been lately, it's inevitable just when it's going to happen. We've dreamed a little bit about a run. It feels, Dylan, like that's going to be incredibly difficult the way the team's playing right now. You agree? Yeah, it, it, it's just tough at this point, obviously. Um, there have been times throughout the year where uh, they've just gotten blown out and, and were really in it. Then there's been other times where they've, they've been really competitive but just haven't been able to close it down the stretch because of missed execution or, or just a lack of bodies to get in there and stay fresh. I think um, what they're experiencing right now is uh, a little bit of a combination, I guess. Uh, there's there's guys missing shots, but also um, when you're having a six or seven man uh, rotation of healthy guys and then maybe a hunt braces there. It just makes it really tough. If you do play, um, you might play. It's just, it's, you can't really close it out if, you, if you're winded or if you're, you know, it's just all of those sorts of things. It just takes a toll on those guys. So I think that's kind of what you've seen in the last last few games and, and certainly uh, at Oklahoma that was kind of a parent. You know, it all kind of snowballed from there. So, I don't know what kind of Iowa State team uh, we're going to see this week, but um, yeah, you just want to kind of continue to see the young guys play well and, and just do whatever they can and kind of have uh, a little bit of a good feeling as much as you can during the offseason, which is going to be really important for those guys. Dylan, do you get the sense that uh, e- even though it, it seems like uh, it's going to be a long shot for Iowa State even to get to Thursday, where if they win, they would take on Texas Tech, correct? Yes, Texas Tech. Do you, do you get the sense that um, you know that there's going to be maybe uh, percentage-wise more cardinal and gold than you would think, considering the circumstances that they are a ten seed, that they'll be a dog in their in the in the very first round of the tournament. I mean, their Cyclone fans are just used to this weekend in the Power and Light District. I wouldn't be a bit surprised at all to see maybe more fans than you would think uh, making their way down to uh, to Kansas City for this tournament. Yeah, I, I won't be surprised at all to see. The Iowa State fans show out in Kansas City, and I'm sure the Kansas City establishments and restaurants and bars are all open. That's the case too. But I, I think there will be a, a nice contingent, even though the season obviously hasn't gone um, the way people wanted. There's still, um, considering the record and considering some of the performances, there were still really decent crowds in Hilton as the year kind of wound down. Uh, a lot of people still showed up for those games. So I think uh, Kansas City people have always looked forward to that. It's kind of a a, a little bit of a getaway, uh, kind of a you know a holiday for people almost. So I think there will still be uh, a nice contingent there, and um, you know whether I would say wins or loses, I think you see people stay there a couple extra days. So, uh, question on a guy, Cam Lard, as of late, has has struggled. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's four twenty shooting uh, over the last three games, one to seven against Oklahoma. A freshman, redshirt freshman, but. A guy that's hitting a wall, or is, or is there something maybe deeper happening, Dylan? Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I haven't talked to him for a while, so it's hard to say what he's really thinking. Um, obviously, he's a really emotional player. You can see that, um, you know, really with almost every run up and down the floor, and there's something um, that he's thinking or expressing. Uh, I think sometimes uh, 
frustration might set in and uh, he might just be trying to do a little bit too much. And um, again, he's just, he's an emotional guy. And, and I think that's part of what is going to be his goal in this offseason is to kind of rein that in and really try to stay focused. Uh, Steve Crone talked about the need to just refine his game around the basket a little bit. And he's obviously, obviously shown flashes of, of being a really, really solid player and a, and a guy who can make moves down there. And then other times, like in those last couple of games, uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle. So I think it's just kind of an all-encompassing thing of, of a young player, uh, a long season, just kind of uh, and wearing on him a little bit. So I think uh, getting to the end of the season, getting into the offseason, is going to be really good for him to kind of just focus on some of those things and, and kind of get back to, um, I don't know how to say get back to the basics, but just really try to focus in on, on what they're asking him to do. Uh, last thing, Dylan, I know you weren't uh, in Indianapolis, but um, and by all accounts, Lazard had a pretty good uh, – we ran very, very well in the 40, which uh, certainly opened up some eyes, the fact that he's willing to uh, at least entertain a position switch to tight end, which a lot of people thought would be his position ultimately uh, when he got to that level. Uh, what uh, what, what uh, more are you hearing on Alan Lazard? Yeah, I think he really helped himself uh, with some of the testing, and that's what a guy like him – needed to be able to go test well. He needed to showcase some speed. Um, the pass catching and, and the size people knew and uh, his, his leaping ability. He's never been uh, deemed this, this elite athlete, but I think the way he, he performed in the 40 really kind of opened some people's eyes. And then obviously the, the willingness to switch positions, play a little bit of tight end, um, maybe flex out at some times. I think uh, it really makes him an attractive uh, uh, candidate for a selection and um, you know, maybe late the second day, uh, certainly on the third day at some point. But I think um, he's going to be able to adapt to whatever team he wants to go to just because he's that kind of player. But I think, again, like I said, he, he really helped himself out. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what does kind of happen on what he does on pro day. And then obviously once we get closer to draft day, what we're kind of hearing. Uh, good stuff, Dylan. Again, nice job on the Ames High Reunion NBA style with the uh, Hoiberg, Barnes, and McDermott. Uh, you can read it at AmesTrib.com. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later on in the week. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune as uh, we get a little bit inside Iowa State. I just saw Vern Lundquist isn't doing the tournament this year. I saw the list came out earlier this morning, and that was the first uh, thing that jumped off. Another yeah. one gone, right? Yeah. He's still doing the Masters, right? Yes. Six, isn't he in the tie? He's in the tower at 16. 16. Yeah. I've heard him in interviews before say, they can just prop me up there until the day <laughs> I die. Yeah, and you can open up your mouth until the day you die, and I'll be entertained because he's one of those guys. Yes. He's one of the voices, sports voices of, uh, of lifetime. He certainly was for me. I, I'm a big Vern Lundquist fan. Now, clearly, he's lost a step. Yes, yes. I mean, you saw that in football. You did, the absolutely. End. At the end of his SEC you tenure. You saw it in yep. basketball. But... So did Nestler take his place in basketball, do you know? Oh, I, I don't have the list in front of me. I'll have to okay. take maybe a 1 o'clock hour. I'll take a peek. I was another one. Very excited. My uh, my favorite under-the-radar tandem are back together. Who? Ian Eagle and Jim Sparnuckle. Jim Sparnuckle and yeah. Ian Eagle. They're pretty good. They are. They're, they're, uh, they'll never be the A-team, but they're, no, well, they're no. good together. No, they're not moving Nance out, unfortunately. Right. Yep. Um, what do you rank Nance's sports as you see him? Golf. golf basketball, football. Right? What your top three for Nance? Golf, huge gap. Really? I don't like him after that. You don't like him at no, all after that? I don't. See, I can then NFL. Yeah, then, NFL's I one for me. 
I don't like him in basketball. I don't like him in football that much, but I like him more in football than I do basketball. See, golf, he's too, and I know you have to suck up, right? Yeah. He has those yes. guys that, you, yeah. you know, they, they've got to swallow some pride. Yeah, yeah. They really do. Uh, lift up their skirt. Yep. And it's, that's, if you think, that's the price you pay, mm-hmm, right, for having mm-hmm. the rights as long as they have. And you want that. Yep. You want the Masters. I'm not a big gymnast guy. No. Overall, body. If I had to, I'd go NFL 1 because I like him in Romo. Okay. Um, Romo, he was so much better with Romo this year. Yeah, I think he was too, was didn't better. you? Yeah. As opposed to Phil Sims. A little more maybe, glib, a little more fun. Maybe Sims drug him down. Could have been, yeah. Or just kind of old hat. Maybe so. Getting your routine. A and stale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Vern Lundquist will not call the uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament for the first, God, I hesitate to guess. Right. Decades. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll come uh, back with Scott Dockerman. He is back from Indianapolis. He was at the Combine. We'll we'll, uh, get Doc's take on the Hawks that were there and the Combine overall. We continue. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 2 on 1700 KBGG. The Dave Ramsey Show on 1700 KBGG is provided by Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning in West Des Moines. They can custom tailor a winning strategy for your money to make the most of your investments and pay the least taxes on your income. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. Have you ever worked at a place where they didn't want you talking about your salary? Actually, have you ever worked anywhere where they did? Unlikely. But don't you have a right to know? If only there were a simple solution. Well, now there is. How we find jobs has changed. On Indeed.com, our company reviews give you the inside track on thousands of companies. You can research salaries, benefits, company cultures, and more. All on Indeed.com. Search for greatness. Search Indeed, the world's number one job site. Indeed is the world's number one job site according to Comscore Total Visits. I love to play it safe, especially when it comes to my facility and my guys. Everyone's got their PPE. Safe boots, safe goggles, safe gloves, safe everything. If I could make the vending machine safer around here, I would. Believe me, I've tried. That's why I love Granger. When it comes to safety, Granger's got my back. They help keep my facility safe and my people safer. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, 
we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Join the American Lung Association's Fight for Air Climb in downtown Des Moines on April 8th to help fight lung disease. Register today at fightforiowaclimb.org or call 515-309-9507. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. The day for everyone to be Irish, St. Patrick's Day, falls on a Saturday this year. Party right with Bennigan's and the St. Patrick's Day party on Saturday, March 17th, starting at 6.30 p.m. in the Holiday Inn Ballroom. Live music starts at 7 with Moe's Garage, followed by Burning Sensation until 1 a.m. And room packages are available to stay the night at the Holiday Inn if you have a little too much Irish spirit. Your St. Patrick's Day party headquarters, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. Jimmy B and TC for your drive home today from 4 until 6. Landat10.com is where you can read Scott Dockerman. He spent the uh, weekend in Indianapolis, got back late, late, late. Well, I guess early this morning, technically. And Doc joins us. Doc, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Scott, how are you? Hey, doing great, guys. How's it going? Doing fine. So um, on the list of things you get to cover, the Combine is it difficult to cover the combine? I think that there's a lot of people that have the misconception that they just throw open the building and the media is allowed to watch whatever they want. And I know, Doc, and, and maybe it's changed, that that wasn't always the case, and I'm not sure that it is even now. It's difficult to cover the combine, is it not? Well, yeah, it is very difficult, especially, I mean, uh, you know, if, if I was covering strictly Iowa or and, and or Iowa State, you know, it would be kind of easy because just a couple players a day, but I did the whole Big Ten, so that was really challenging. But as far as covering the different drills and whatever, um, we're not allowed over at Lucas Oil Stadium. I do nice. think there's like a full reporter or something, but uh, but for the most part, you know, other than bench press, we're pretty, you know, we were into about two areas. One is our media workroom, and two is the interview room. So 
um, and it's uh, it's pretty chaotic for about a three-hour block each day. So uh, let's start to delve in a little bit. A lot of big storylines out there. Like you said, it wasn't just individually Iowa, but we know you took a closer look at the Hawkeyes. Let's start with, uh, well, what some people are considering the biggest, one of the bigger losers of the combine in Joe. Uh, was a 4.82, something like that. Uh, not great in some of the different agility drills, better in others. Just a takeaway, though, from Josie Jewell. I I would probably go completely the opposite. I mm. mean, he is, his straight-ahead speed is, you know, not great, obviously, but mm-hmm. not horrible either. Uh, I looked at, you know, some of his other ones. He won the 60-yard shuttle drill uh, with the fifth-fastest time in the last five years. And in the 20-yard shuttle, uh, you know, he was eighth among linebackers. And in the three-cone drill, which I think is the, probably the best gauge for linebackers, you know, he, had, he finished second in 6.8 seconds, which was the, the ninth fastest in 30 years. So, um, okay, his, his straight-ahead speed, not so great. Um, but going from the tackle box, getting to, you know, changing direction, getting to, to ball carriers, and, you know, within that space, uh, excellent. So I think if anything else, he solidified himself, um, you know, because 4.83, you know, Man- Manti Teo was, was about the same. Brandon Spikes and Fontes Perfect were lower. Um, it certainly, you know, indicates your straight-ahead speed, but he's an in, in-the-box linebacker. Zero problems there. What are you hearing as far as round for him, Doc? Is there a chance? I mean, I think it would be a long shot that he would be late in the third round, but but maybe not. You were there. What are you hearing about you know his prospects of of when he's going to be taken? Probably second to third round is what I've really been is hearing. He right? had two. Wow. Yeah, he had two formal interviews with the uh, Lions and with the Cowboys. I think the Lions would be a tremendous fit for him. Matt Patricia, who we got to talk to a little bit last week. Uh, you know, he's a Belichick disciple, obviously just left the Patriots. Um, Josie fits kind of their personality and their style. Um, I think he'd be tremendous there. Uh, I could see him going second round, maybe mid-second round, and then, you know, probably no later than, uh, you know, than the second night, which would be the end of the third round. Let's jump uh, to another one of the guys that I think there's a wide range for, Akram Wadley, not the fastest 40 time, but... And those 40 times, again, you just uh, it's, it's hard to decipher. Your thoughts on uh, the weekend for Macron Wadley? That one's going to be a little more difficult. I okay. think rather than, you know, straight-ahead speed does matter in, in that position group a little bit more so. So I think Akram and running backs are, for the most part, there's not a lot of separation. You can go and get one in the second round, in the fifth round, in the free agency and pick up somebody who is going to be, uh, you know, a good player. So I, I think that's going to be challenging for Akram to, to overcome that anyway because of his size. Now, he, granted, he, he weighed a little over 190 pounds, and we've seen what he's been able to do, which is tremendous. So you know he can make plays, but, uh, you know, is he better than Royce Freeman from Oregon, Sonny Michelle from Georgia? You know, I mean, he, he was in the top 10 in the 40, which was good for him at 454, uh, but I think he needed to be a little higher. I think he's probably in the fifth to sixth round just simply because of the position um, and the fact he's not an every-down type of back. Uh, but he'll get a chance. He'll stick with the team. And I, I think for, some, for him, a, the perfect type team might be like Dallas, where he's there with Ezekiel Elliott and he could spell him on a couple of carries. But really, if you can get him in space, um, he'll be in his best uh, element. So I, I think of him as probably fifth or sixth round. Um, Pretty disappointing probably from where he wants to be, but still 
not horrible. Uh, Josh Jackson is a first rounder by all accounts. He runs a four four nine uh, this morning. I, probably helping his cause even more so. Doc uh, Mika Fitzpatrick is in all likelihood the first corner that's going to be taken in the draft. But then, you know, if a team needs a corner, I think Jackson's got to be on the near or on the top of their list. Josh Jackson has had a, a very nice weekend in Indianapolis. He has. You know, some of the drill work he wasn't great this morning. He looked kind of out of character. But other than that, I mean, he, you know, straight-ahead speed was fast enough. It was exactly what they thought. Anything sub-4-5 put him in that kind of, okay, there's no more questions about a straight-ahead speed. And his ball skills are the best at his position. I uh, proved that throughout the course of the year. And, and I think, uh, you know, his character is going to win over some, um, some teams because, you know, he's a guy that not, you're not going to have to worry about, you know, and sometimes – uh, at that position group, there's guys who get in trouble sometimes. So I think he's going to be able to walk right in, you know, go to a team, make it better. Um, you know, he he had a formal with the Bears. Ryan Pace was there at, at Madison when he intercepted two passes, returned them for touchdowns, and and forced another fumble that was recovered by a teammate. So I think he's got a chance to slip into the top ten, probably no later than fifteen. No longer than fifty. What's the what's the high water mark? What would be the earliest you can see somebody nabbing the Hawkeye corner? You know, it depends on who loves him. You know, who really wants him. Who's scared they might lose him. But you know, I would say you know maybe not top five, but I would say you know maybe eight. I mean, that's where Chicago picks. Um, you know, or Tampa Bay at seven. I, I could see him going somewhere around in there. Um, you know, I mean, Brandon Sheriff was a guy that I think. When the draft got there, everybody kind of thought he might be nine or ten, something like that. Well, the Redskins loved him at five, five yeah. so they took five. Yeah, so I I could see him maybe getting that high, but I think realistically he's somewhere between eight and fifteen. Mm. James Daniels, a chance to sneak into the first round? Oh, definitely. Um, I think he's kind of widely regarded as after Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame, and, mm-hmm. and right there with Billy Price. And Billy Price, that, didn't he hurt himself in the combine? Didn't I see that? Yeah, partially torn pec muscle in the bench press, you know, which, which sideline, you know, that, that's a scary drill because Marcus Zusevex from Iowa back in 2012 uh-huh. uh, tore his pec, was not drafted, and, uh, you know, really lost a lot of security. He kind of landed, at, you know, on a roster for a year or two, but not really long. So, but anyway, I think, um, you know, James Daniels' quickness, um, you know, very articulate and well-spoken, smart guy, um, was able to prove, you know, strength and, and that definitely with speed. I think he's probably more in that 20, you know, anywhere from maybe 15 to 25. So I think he's a second, he's would be, I think Kirk Ferentz's fifth first round draft pick, uh, from the offensive line in his career and eighth or something like that in the first uh, three rounds. So I think he, I think both he and Jackson go in the first round. On the uh, other end of things, Sean Welsh, a very good guard in, at the collegiate level, draftable kind of guy. And how about Ike Becker? Lost uh, most of his senior season because of that injury. Free agent route more than likely. Those two offensive linemen for the Hawks. You know, uh, Sean, you know, really, you know, he, he's going to go fairly high. I've seen him in somewhere in the, you know, he's ranked among the top 10 interior linemen or guards by a lot of uh, analysts. Um, you know, proves himself every day, you know, four-year starter at Iowa. And, and I think he's probably in that fourth to fifth round range, possibly late third. Uh, so, you know, he's got a chance to, to be there. Now, Ike Bucker, and, and I put Boone Myers in the same category as both of them. It's really unfortunate both of them are lost for the season with injuries mm-hmm. because 
Um, I think they were draftable prospects. I think they would have gone to the combine, um, you know, and they're probably anywhere from five to seven round type of picks, um, you know, because of their pedigree and their performance and their experience. But, you know, sitting out that year, that's going to be tough for somebody to do it. But I guarantee they get picked up very quickly if they don't get drafted. And it wouldn't surprise me. I talked to a scout about this. He said, look, you know, Iowa offensive linemen, you don't have to teach them anything. They're zone blockers. They can get in, you know, you can plug them and play them even in um, practices. So, um, you know, you wouldn't be surprised in the seventh round that somebody's got a lot of compensatory picks. So, you know what? We don't have to teach Ike Bucker how to put his hand in the dirt, you know, in, in training camp. He goes out there, same thing with Boone Myers. They go out, um, they perform, you know, they're not a unproven product. So I think that's the case. And then, uh, you know, the other one I, I was really interested in um, there, I did sit in and I wrote about it, was uh, Alan Lazard from Iowa State. Really impressive, as most Cyclone fans know, but just really the way he came across, the, you know, his drills were fantastic, his size was good. He's talked to teams a little bit about playing tight end. But I think that's probably more positional on the field, like, you know, play the, you know, the Y in this formation than take over and be a tight end. Uh, but I thought he was really impressive, and I think he's got a chance to really, you know, maybe get into that second day conversation. Mm. Well, Doc, that was going to be my uh, last thing for you, so I'll have to go in a different direction. And I'll go to your, the piece that you posted on Saturday. I got a kick out of this, that the Buckeyes that were there uh, kept getting asked about the the, the Iowa game. <laughs> um, that surprised me a little, Doc, that NFL, NFL personnel wanted to know what happened to the Buckeyes when they uh, were trampled by the Hawkeyes. Yeah, they did, and uh, it was funny. I talked to Jalen Holmes about it, and he just said every time, every every uh, question, yeah, you know, they asked, and they asked what happened, and you know, he he said he just kind of lifted up his arms and I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> and and you know, well, they played the game of their life and we didn't, and you know, gave credit to Iowa for it, but you know, I, I can understand why NFL officials want to know that. First of all, it's Ohio State, and they got buried the way they did and cost them a playoff spot, but secondly. Hey, did did you quit in that game? Did anybody around mm. you quit? You know, try to get a little bit, you know, a little bit of the thought process on the competitiveness. So, um, I think that's probably something that they wanted to know a little bit more about. And uh, you know, it's certainly been a, it was a talking point. And you know, uh, you know, Sean Welsh was asked about the game, and he loved it. Of course, he talked about. I thought was was most funny was you know he said that at halftime he and and. Uh, Tristan and, and James Daniels are sitting there, and they're all kind of looking at each other like, is this really happening? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty fascinating. Good stuff, Doc. We didn't get the basketball, but uh, you covered a ton of uh, stuff for the uh, Combine this weekend. Uh, very timely. Thank you, Scott, Doc. And we will uh, talk to you next week, if not before. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman uh, covering the Hawks in the Big Ten at Atlanta 10, along with his colleague, uh, friend of the program as well, Bobby Legess. We're back with the 1 o'clock hour. It's next. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber. And Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. 
Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. I don't mean to brag, kid, but I'm a pretty healthy guy. Running a growing business means I'm always running. Not many can keep up with me. But you know who can? Granger. When it comes to getting me the answers I need right when I need them, Granger moves just as fast as I do. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They're a good running partner because no matter what problem I have or question, Granger's got my back. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. You're up before O Dark 30. You don't ask for medals or even a pat on the back. But if all your hard work is indeed its own reward, then consider the new Ram Limited Tungsten Edition as a bonus. Natura Plus leather seating, premium projector headlamps, suede headliner, packaged in the highly capable, hardworking truck you'd expect from Ram. Keep doing what you do, but who says you can't do it in a nicer truck? The new Ram Limited Tungsten, the most luxurious Ram truck ever. Ram is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is looking for people who can give an adoptable pet a break from the shelter for one week, one month, or more. Fostering a pet through our shelter getaway programs for cats, dogs, and even horses allows you to help homeless pets without the lifetime commitment. So whether you are longing for pet companionship but can't commit long-term or you are able to make room for one more on a short-term basis, we need you. Visit ARL iowa.org to learn more. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online.